Hi friends, welcome back to the Bible Project Daily Podcast. And we're closing out chapter 20 of Genesis, just trying to reach some conclusions about what this chapter might teach us. This is part 161 of our journey through the book of Genesis, but episode 230 overall. Here we are today, and if you remember last time, I felt that we'd reached a conclusion where we had shown that our repeated failures in life will never devalue the promises of God. But at the same time, we have to acknowledge that our failures will often have consequences, serious consequences, and it's those consequences that I want to look at today. Now, Hebrews chapter 12, for example, very clearly teaches at length that God sometimes will choose to discipline us for our actions. And one of the most surprising parts of this story is that even though that Abraham is seen to have failed and failed repeatedly, catastrophically some might say, yet God still refers to him throughout the narrative of this story right to the end as a prophet. In this passage, Abraham's failure did not remove or erase the gifting that God had given him by declaring him to be a prophet. Now, when Abimelech learned the truth about Sarah being Abraham's wife, not just his sister, he must have thought Abraham was just a cardly, hypocritical charlatan or worse. But then we see that God reveals himself to Abimelech in a dream and says, in that dream, and I quote, return the man's wife to him, for he is a prophet, and then he will pray for you. So God is not seen to ignore Abraham's sin, but he will deal with that later, with Abraham in his way. Abraham's sin and his failures did not change God's view of him. He still called him a prophet, he still referred to him as a prophet, and he still referred to him in the lives of other people as a, pro- as a man chosen for a particular purpose. And it's also interesting to note that in all the references that are made to Abraham in the New Testament, never once do either of these two particular incidents appear. Nothing is there to highlight Abraham's failure, not in Romans, not in Galatians, not even in Hebrews chapter 11, that great roll call of faith in which Abraham is mentioned in some detail. Now, maybe that's why a lot of Christians today don't even know about the sin that occurred in Abraham's life because maybe they don't read the Old Testament. They don't know that he made these mistakes. They don't even know that this particular sin occurred not just once, but twice. And this tells me that God remains gracious to everyone, even when it comes to their sin. He does not hold it against us if we come to him in faith and repentance. So I have one more observation to make on this chapter before I close. And it's just a a particular truth here that I think is contained within it, I think is often missed or misunderstood. Now I pointed out early in the series that Abraham was a man of faith and that the life story recorded in Genesis was going to tell and show how his faith was tested over and over again. The events described here are the warts and all story of Abraham and the tests of his faith. But let's think about that for a minute. First Peter says that God tests our faith as if it were gold refined by fire. 
Now, this is what is often, I believe, misunderstood here. God often tests our faith and we go through hard times, but he does that in order to refine us. Take the imagery of refining gold that is used throughout the Bible, particularly in the New Testament. The image of refining gold doesn't change the gold. It just keeps removing the impurities. Refining is about having the dross removed and the other impurities taken away. What the fire does is it burns off the dross, which is rises to the surface and is scooped off so that what is left is a purer and purer form of gold. Now, the whole point made throughout this chapter is that although Abraham is declared to be a man of faith, although he's declared to be a prophet of God, yet he disobeys God. Because of this, as he progresses through life, God gets to burn off the dross, leaving him better and more faithful and spiritually mature in the process, which is why the New Testament writers use him as the great example of the life of faith. We will see later in the book of Genesis, he becomes a man who has really matured in his faith, but he didn't start out that way, friends. If you go back to when he was called by God to leave Ur of the Chaldees, he was called to leave his family and he promptly left, yes, but he took his father and his brother with him. So in the beginning of his story, he had faith, but that faith was mixed with doubt. Sometimes it was mixed with disobedience and on some occasions, even deception. And maybe that's how we all are when we begin our journey of faith as new believers. God let Abraham suffer the consequences of his actions in order to burn off those things so that what was left was pure. And I think that's what's going on in our lives when we're struggling or suffering. God is trying to burn out the dross until he brings us to a point where we can walk away from a situation. Sometimes actually walking away from a situation of our own making where we'll say, I never do that again, or even just the ability to recognize the small part that we played in bringing about a situation that may mainly be the responsibility of other people, but enables us to have the insight to identify the part that we played in our, uh, our downfall, if you like. Now, it's really important to know that that means that we, at the end of this process, can end up more spiritually mature but here's an important thing to bear in mind, which a lot of people don't really take account of. Remember, the account of things written in this book were written by Abraham himself. So why did Abraham record such a negative view of himself throughout this book? The lesson is, he's saying, look, look at me. I lied, he said. I deceived people, but I want you to know that I learned from this. And what I learned to do was trust the Lord. So Abraham is saying, by reading this, learn from my mistakes. Don't try and deceive people and don't ever try and deceive the Lord. I think that's what Abraham learned through his life. And I think it's what we all can learn when we're going through the fire. God will use the difficult times in life to burn off the dross so that our faith can grow stronger and we can reach a greater level of spiritual maturity. And thanks be to God for that. Okay, that's it for today. We've concluded chapter 20 and we'll launch off again tomorrow when we look at chapter 21. Bye-bye for now.